TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And we do welcome you to Two Guys in a MikeTalkZone.com. As the fine announcer just said, beautiful, beautiful Wednesday here in the fine city of Chicago. My boys started out absolutely brutal on Monday, a slight comeback on Tuesday, getting better. Getting better at about 72.5% right now, but David Olson, our fine producer, will crank up the volume so that I don't have to uh, scream and I'll have some voice left at the end of the day. Thank you so much for joining us. Lots to talk about midweek sports report. The college bowl games are almost done. There's still two more to go. A lot of people are saying two. Wait a minute, it's just Alabama, Texas. Let us not forget. I know a lot of people have planned Wednesday night parties tonight for the GMAC Bowl. As Central Michigan takes on Troy State. Big, big bowl game. So we still got that one. And then let us not forget Thursday, the big national championship game, Alabama taking on Texas. Yesterday, another point for the Big Ten. The Big Ten, which has taken a few beatings, more than a few beatings, in recent memory in the college football bowl games. I think this year they finished over 500 for the first time in a long time, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Not a particularly exciting team, workmanlike, blue-collar, if you will. The farm guys get it done. They beat Georgia Tech last night 24-14. to It was the old story of uh, great defense against good offense. Great defense going up again. Not good offense, the Georgia Tech offense. Not that I've watched a ton of it, but the Georgia Tech offense, the uh, triple option that they run, very unique style, different uh, version of the triple option, but almost unstoppable. Tremendous, tremendous offense, and it was the old story of the the immovable object against the irresistible force. The immovable object against the irresistible force, which, and I know Mark Carmen, my co-host today, it actually sounds a little bit like Mark's dating life in the first uh, six or seven years post-college. The irresistible force, that would have been the Georgia Tech offense versus the immovable object, the Iowa defense. Yesterday, Iowa won, and Mark Carmen was a big bowl game. And uh, can you you can almost correlate that a little bit to your social life. Well, Coach. And remember, we are a family sports show, so don't get too descriptive. Coach, that's a great analysis once again by you always on the money, and I love that you're leading off with the Hawkeyes today, a big win for the uh, black and gold. And the Big Ten. Yeah. It was a great win for the Big Ten. <laughs> Absolutely four and three in bowls and very impressive bowl season. Should have been five and two. Mm-hmm. As we uh, go back to the uh, Outback Bowl, I hate to bring that up to you, Coach, but maybe the most painful. Let's go back to the outdoor, outdoor Outback Bowl. Can I just say that that was maybe the most painful loss in the history of Northwestern athletics? You just said it, and I think uh, you would be rightful. And well, next to Randy Walker's heart attack, the second worst loss the Northwestern has suffered. Well, I don't want to talk about. You know, when I'm putting it on a death level or anything like that, but I'm talking on the field, obviously. That loss, you completely outplayed an SEC team up and down the football field all day long, and you handed them the game, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, a combination I mean, of Mike Kafka, Stephen Demos. I'm not blaming the last play. I like the last call by Pat Fitzgerald, 
But five interceptions, Mike Kafka, Stefan Demos, who's been a very, very good kicker. But you had a 48-yarder, and it was a 48-yarder, but you had a shot to win the ball game, end the ball drought, mm-hmm. go back to 1949. I hate to bring this up on a lovely, uh, what day is it today? Wednesday, uh, January the 5th. But uh, I'm still not over it. Can't get over it, Coach. Not over it. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about it yesterday, and I want to rehash it. I know, Mark, you listen to all the shows, even the ones that you're not here. That uh, of course you're so mellow today, Coach. By the way, well, no, no, my voice. I know, but it's 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 nice Uh, when your voice goes down and your mellowness comes out. I think the listener out there, they just relax. You know, I listened back to a couple of tapes. I thought it would sound brutal Monday show when I hardly had any voice. You know what? The mellowness, I wear mellow well. You do. I may have to try mellow more often. You absolutely should. It's, it's your new calling in life. Mellow coach. You should, yeah. you know what you should do? I'm going to try that at home instead of coming home. Hey, what's for dinner tonight? How do we do with the kitchen? I might just try a little more mellow approach. Well, N- nice chicken. There's those tapes that people put out, coach. Relaxing, tapes? soothing, people who can't relax. Yes. You know, they're stressed out about their day. They've got issues going on in their life. They're looking mm-hmm. for ways to calm it down. Little meditation. You could be the next guy <laughs> as you're looking to, you know, to pop this radio career. Uh-huh. You could be the next guy to go mm-hmm. mellow tip. Now, well, if yes. the sports gig doesn't work here at the talkzone.com, possibly, possibly you and me, Karm, a format change that we bring to our listeners out there, whatever you want to call it, meditation, internet sports, or sports, sports, meditation on the uh, internet, uh, you know, we could call it the soothe or whatever you want, but we could we could give that to the listeners. Right, and we could just hum for an hour. And it, well, maybe hum for the first 20 minutes. Yeah, okay, a good 20-minute hum. Yeah. You're right, absolutely. Let's, let's have a program mm-hmm. meeting on the air here. Maybe a five minutes of kumbaya after that. 20-minute hum, five minutes kumbaya, <laughs> and then just, you've been listening to the hum and the kumbaya mm-hmm. yeah. on the Internet Zone. And then 10 minutes where we uh, could everyone at home could all get in touch with themselves. Exactly. Very, very, very exciting moment in time. Okay, back to the uh, topic at hand here, Coach. What were we talking about? Well, I was going to say, and we mentioned on yesterday's uh, award-winning show. I don't know if you heard yesterday's show. Phenomenal job by my partner, Jordan Burnfield. No, I'm sorry. Joel Radlonski was in yesterday. Oh, the big Big dog. dog. Big dog. Tremendous performance. The end of the Northwestern game Mm -hmm. could have been, could have been one of the great storybook finishes of all time. A lot of people didn't realize the drama of the game was enough to make it a classic. Mm-hmm. As one of the announcers called it, the game of the decade. Yes. Of course, it was the 10 o'clock a.m. game, first game of 2010. Very accurate. <laughs> but you had a play. See, I didn't realize this at the time. The play they ran was the Randy Walker play that he put in. Yep. Pat Fitzgerald, young assistant coach. They're running the play that Randy Walker had. The uh, Cats had not won a Rose Bowl in 60 years. You accurately... Uh, 1949. It's a, a long game. time ago. Bowl game. Last Long bowl game they won was the Rose And to top it off, the guy that was running the play was Zeke Markshausen, who was not recruited by anybody, joined the Northwestern program academically first, but he said, damn it, I can play some Big Ten football if I stick it out. And he did through freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, redshirt year, senior year. Never got opportunities. He ran scout team. He held the clipboard, whatever it took. He caught one pass. One reception in four years as a fifth-year senior this year. He becomes a second-team All-Big Ten guy. It was a great story. And they ran the trick play for Zeke Markshausen. Mark, if he would have scored, if he would have scored blindside two, it would have been the next hit motion 
picture, write a book, whatever you want. It would have been a phenomenal ending. Well, for the rest of Zeke's life, he's going to be counting 1-1,000 one, one oh, yes. one thousand because yes. he went too quickly, I guess, on the play. Yep. The ball gets put between his legs, and the deception is everybody going to the left. And you have to pause. you got to pause so it can you know how hard confusion. It is? You know how hard it is to pause in front of 80,000 fans, your adrenaline kicking up into sky-high levels. Difficult to do, but you're exactly right. He did not pause at the correct time. Again, something you're probably familiar with. Do you know how hard it is to sit in this seat right now on the TalkZone.com and host two guys in the mic? No excuses, Mark Housen. you got to pause. We sit here. you got to pause. No, obviously it's very difficult, yep. and, and he, his emotions and his excitement mm-hmm. got the best of him, and he's going to have to live with that for the rest of his life, which I'm sure he'll do well because – He's a guy that uh, certainly earned everything that he got at Northwestern and had a great year. Mm-hmm. Mike Kafka, the same thing. You said all sorts of bowl records. But what's he going to be thinking about 20 years from now? We should have had that ball game. If I don't throw the pick in the end zone, if I don't throw mm-hmm. the second pick, if I don't throw the third pick, if I don't throw the fifth pick, and I love Mike Kafka. He had a very good year and uh, was a great reason why Northwestern was there. But that will sit with him. It's just the light. It's You can't get that, that moment back. It's... It's too bad. But that being said, Pat Fitzgerald is out on the road, Coach. He's recruiting. They're supposed to have their best class ever. I think the football uh, program is on solid ground. And uh, I'm confident in the basketball program as well, although I think they might start out the Big Ten season a whopping 0-10. I'm hoping that does not happen. But uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Northwestern apologist Mark Carmen, my co-host today, on Two Guys and a Mic. I want to talk about the excitement or lack thereof of the national championship game coming up tomorrow. We talk a little college football here on Two Guys and a Mic. Our phone number, one eight eight eight. go for it one eight eight. go for it You can email us also at Mike. Two guys at AOL.com. That's M-I-C number two. Uh, Mike, two guys at AOL.com. Mark, Texas and Alabama tomorrow supposed to be the big marquee matchup. Everybody wanted the BCS Bowl playoff. The thing has played, in my opinion, too far after the season. There, uh, Maybe in Alabama, maybe in Texas, but not here in Chicago. Not a whole lot of water call, uh Water cooler conversation, not a whole lot of buzz. Not many people, quite frankly, that excited. Well, let me give you a geography lesson, Coach. Alabama is further south than Chicago by about 1,500 miles. Mm -hmm. And Texas is about 2,100 miles south of Chicago. So really, I mean, the interest... Of a of that type of football game up here is going to be quite minimal. Well, but you sound like you're talking about a regular season game. No. I would agree with you. And a good regular season game. This is the national championship. Yeah, but you still have to have a rooting interest to really care. I know you. You can argue. Well, in my mind, you do. Okay. I think for most fans, I mean, the Super Bowl. Take that out of the equation. Everybody loves the Super Bowl because it's an event and the commercials and the chips and the dip and the whatnot. And it's a, it's basically it's Christmas, it's Thanksgiving, it's the Super Bowl. But the college football national championship game does not hold the same. What's the word I'm looking for? The same power, the same love, the same dreams that a Super Bowl does now. And then you throw in an Alabama and Texas, mm-hmm. no Big Ten school. I think you'd hear more buzz. Well, you're, you're you're making Alabama and Texas sound like uh, you know Boise State against Troy State. Alabama against Texas, both undefeated from big school conferences, national championship on the line. I think you're underplaying the potential. for uh, To me, the biggest reason people aren't excited is it's too 
late. It's like five weeks after they last played. Yeah, but I'm not saying people are not excited. I'm saying people in Chicago. Now you go down to Alabama, uh, Texas that. country. They're going. They're uh, they're on pins and needles. Can't wait for Thursday night. How about a uh, Mississippi? How about a Nebraska? How about a Montana? Any of our listeners in a state not affiliated with Bama or Texas? Are you out there? One eight eight go for it. Do you think people in neutral states like that? What's the excitement level? Uh, I would say there is a kind of like the the excitement level of maybe getting that maybe having like a butterfinger in your lunch and not not the actual Reese's peanut butter cup uh-huh. but a butterfinger like you're 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 like oh yeah I got a butterfinger yeah exactly yeah. my point exactly the national championship game they've somehow and I understand the theory behind not doing it on New Year's Day, pushing it back, more games, more TV coverage, more sponsorship, more college football. But somehow, market, it's lost. And I think it's just time. People have moved on to basketball. They've moved on to other things. They've opened up their Christmas presents. New Year's are over, and college football is out of their mindset. To me, that's the biggest reason. Well, I Coach, think you play Alabama-Texas a week ago. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you and me are at the water cooler, and we're conversing. Well, if it's a great game, we'll still converse about it, Coach. And actually, considering we do this show, we'll, we'll converse about it even if it's a bad game. But the dollars drive things, Coach. It's I loved a New Year's Day where you could flip to a Channel 2 and the blue bonnet bowl's going on. You go over to 5 and you got <laughs> the blue bonnet. You, you've got the toilet bowl and you got the Liberty Bowl. Whatever it is. I mean, a million mm-hmm. bowl games. It's nonstop entertainment. But now the way they schedule it, they got basically one game going on at a time. So... This is how, this is the way that uh, the world is. By the way, our producer, uh, David Olson, uh, he and his lovely wife, two young kids, a few other people going to be joining me at my house today for the GMAC Bowl party, which has become a tradition of mine. Any potential chance that you and your or your significant other would like to join us tonight for my GMAC Bowl party? Big GMAC Bowl, Central Michigan and Troy. The buzz in Central Michigan, the Chippewa buzz, is enormous for this game. I mean, people are going crazy in Central Michigan. And Troy, where do they? where's that school located? I think the state of Troy. In the state of Troy, the uh, large Troyans. Great game tonight. GMAC Bowl, 6 o'clock. You're the avoiding the issue. Are you coming over to the, the house for a party? A simple yes or no would suffice. Not a chance. I uh, do love you, though, and thank you very much for the opportunity. But I, myself, <laughs> Coach, am going to the Illinois Wesleyan at North Central uh, basketball game. It's actually a good game. It's going to be a great Please, don't Don't you dare knock Division Three college basketball. Illinois Wesleyan at North Central is a biggie tonight. I'd, I'd be there in a minute if I could get there, believe me. What about Big fan of Division Three hoops. I love a D3 hoop. And it's got, and those guys are out there battling. You got Not many pre- people in the stands. I love, by the way, the Bulls played Charlotte yesterday. Great line by Chuck Swirsky. Our, uh, I heard that line. Announcer. <laughs> Announcer for the Bulls, and I guess there was not many people at the Charlotte Stadium, whatever the hell it's called right now. And he said, uh, "Is Bill Wennington and Chuck Swirsky bringing you Chicago Bulls basketball from the Charlotte Public Library?" Right. Well, that like I said, I love D three hoops and the Bulls and the Bobcats. Awful close to the D three level as far as fan attendance last night. Not the talent on the court, Coach. These are the best in the business, but uh, I think they had about well, let's see what they listed the attendance at last night. Which, by the way, another. Brilliant performance by the Bulls, mm-hmm. losing to a miserable Bobcat team. Although a Bobcat team coach that is tough at home. And I like the way that uh, every sports show in the country, particularly ones that emanate from Chicago, and we do have a tremendous emanation out of this studio right now. I've had I've been drinking this kefir. Yep. I just got to warn you, coach. It's not, uh, it's not pretty over here. A lot of emanation kicking. coming out here. Right. 
we're the only we're the only show that will, that does not lead off with the uh, debacle that was Hallis Hall. And the Chicago Bears yesterday. I like the way we're changing it up. We'll go national championship game. We'll go Northwestern football. We'll even bring up the Bulls. We'll get to Illinois Wesleyan before we talk about Ted Phillips and the Chicago Bears. Uh, that is good programming. Say what you want, Mark Carmen. We are not like the other sports shows. No, I, not sure that's a good thing, but we're not like them. You don't say a lot of accurate things, but that one is spot on. <laughs> Stop it. We will talk the big press conference in Chicago. More firings of NFL coaches. Also, Mark Carmen. Very exciting news. I met with producer David Olson. We have some changes. Some new things coming, which I think you will be excited about. I know that our listeners will. Uh, so we'll talk about that, the press conference, some NBA basketball, and I also have a few uh, little remedies I want to talk about. When we come back here, the phone number again, one eight 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 go for it. You can email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. Mark Carmen in the house for a brief moment in time. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone by the way if you can't figure out the numbers behind go for it it's uh four six three sixty seven forty eight do i got that right david olson my normal little sheet is being covered here one eight eight four six three sixty seven forty eight our producer my bodyguard david olson my co-host today marquise Carmen, it's two guys and a mic. We do it every 10 to 11, every weekday, central time, one hour a day, five days a week. It's still shocking, Mark, that they allow us on the Internet five hours a week. Coach. uh, Somebody made a bad programming decision for sure. Coach, just remember, uh, enjoy every moment because this one moment could be your last, and I've been told that by upper management, and your position here is very tenuous, so try to improve and also cherish each moment. When you get my age and my general health mark, the saying actually goes a step further. It's live each day as if it were your last. For one day, you will be correct. That is depressing, but very accurate once again. And believe me, I take that to heart. Now, real quick, we're going to talk the big press conference in Chicago, NFL fans. uh, If your coach was fired... And you want to talk about it or you think he should have been fired? It's coaching firing week. I think Monday is the end of, uh, it's like a season, isn't it? Black There's Monday, winters, coach. Winter, what is it? Black Monday, they call it. Yeah, but it goes for about a whole week. Well. Starts with Black Monday. It goes for about a whole decade with the current <laughs> Chicago Bears. But go ahead. So if you, uh, you know, you had a coach you think should have been fired, or if you just want to fire someone over the air. Go ahead and fire a coach. That's what we're here for, 888-463-6748. Real quick, before we talk about our local Chicago press conference, Mark, exciting news coming up in the not-too-distant future. You ready for this? Not now, this really, might, but... 
affect your grooming, your wardrobe, and uh, what did you call your gas problem, emancipation? Emanation. An emanation problem. But there is a chance. My grooming. That, how, do you, how do you know that I groom? That not, well, or lack thereof. We talking about the big time groom? There is a chance that in the not too distant future, there could be a little web casting situation with our particular show. You could be not only heard, but possibly seen via the internet and the webcast. Visual, huh? Visual, uh, so you could actually see me pick my nose during the show? I'm just saying there's the early stages here. We don't want to, we don't want to overjump it. But on the talkzone.com, what is that spray you got in your hair today, by the way? That's not going to look good on TV. Coach, I never go with a spray. I never go with a gel. I'm all natural. I actually got a haircut yesterday, local lodge jaunt. I splurged. I normally go for the $5 haircut. Okay. This time I want $8. Did you give a tip? I tipped $3. So that was an $11 commitment by me. <laughs> I thought that that was a reasonable decision on a, what was yesterday, Tuesday? Yep. A midday haircut. Nobody in there. I walked Please. Please tell me where you find an $8 haircut, because I'm down to Bo Ricks, but the cheapest I can get is 15 You can actually get a $5 haircut if you come over to my neighborhood, Coach Lawrence in California. Uh-huh. There are numerous choices, actually, and you've got a Quizips, which gives you the $5. Quizips? Yep. Yeah, Q-U-I-Z-H-P-P-E-S. You will be the only American uh, English-speaking <laughs> man in the in the establishment, but they will do it for you. They do a nice straight edge with the razor. They have different little techniques, uh-huh. but you come out of there, you feel quaffed, you look I'd good. I'd like a little bit taken off it. hi Yeah, that would possibly go on. And Actually, Coach, you're kind of getting into the zone where you need a haircut, which is shocking considering the minuscule yeah. amount of hair that you have left at this advancing age. Yours not to My, throw you uh, under the bus. 14-year-old son has taken, he thinks it's very funny now, around his friends. He has uh, nicknamed me and calls me Baldy. The old Baldy. He seem, seems to enjoy that with uh, tremendous pleasure. Do you allow him to get away with that, or do you suspend his rights in the Cone household? Uh, more the former than the latter. More of the Although, former, so you do let him get away with if it. If it continues, there may be a little disciplinary action taken. Right now, it's all in fun. How's his jump shot? Does he Can he bury it from 10 feet? Better going to the hoop. Uh, needs to work from 10 feet? Uh-huh. Yes, needs to work on the three-point shot. Does not have the range yet? 78 pounds. 78 pounds at 14? Yep. That's even smaller than me. That I mean, I was, as a freshman, I was 5 feet, 100 pounds. Yep. Is he a freshman? He's 8th grade. 8th grade. So he's got, uh, well, he's a little dude. He's a point guard. This is a leader. Goes to the bucket. <laughs> I love him. This is a great, uh, this is a great story. He's yeah. going to be the next Zeke Markshausen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll see about that. Uh, all right. 888-463-674. Anyhow, webcasting could be in, uh, our future. Very, very exciting. And, uh, please work on your personal grooming in the next month. Thank you very much, coach. And back to your son real fast. And I know you want to get away from that, but did you, how, Accurate is that weight. Did you weigh him this morning? I mean, how often do you put him on there? Because like, I feel like when you say a 78 pounds, I feel mm-hmm. like every morning you're waking him up, pulling him out of bed, propping him on the scale, mm-hmm. and then you can go to work. Is that at all true? Not quite, but uh, he does resist. I'm trying to feed him all the time. Okay. And he has hit a resistance situation, resistance a little parental feeding? conflict. So um, I'm trying to beef him up a little bit. And he is uh, in a deep in a, a debeefing mode. Well, let me give you a couple pieces of advice, Coach. And, of course, I've never been a parent, and I'm 36 years old, and the chance of me being a parent is diminishing by the day. But the important <laughs> thing to remember here, Coach, is it's kind of a dance step. If you take – what's your son's name, David? Yep. If you take two steps towards David, mm-hmm. 
David's going to take two steps away. Okay. So what you want to do, coach, is redo the dance step. You want to back off, and then all of a sudden, David's going to come to you, mm-hmm. and you'll be sitting there with that big plate of food, and he's going to chow down. Next thing you know, offensive lineman. So I should sit back and watch him uh, not eat, and then and, and the little bit of eating he does uh, eat unhealthy. Why now the unhealthy eating, that's a whole nother situation. That one, well, he's 14 years old. What's the difference? What does he want? He wants to eat McDonald's all day long? No, McDonald's is good. McDonald's is good. Yeah, soft drinks. Soft drinks. See, the softer, if you want to gain weight and get nutrition, that's the stuff that's a kill. Even the Gatorades and the uh, the athletic drinks, because all they do is fill you up, and they got the dreaded corn syrup. Talk to our partner, Big Dog Joel Radwanski, about that. But they fill you up. Okay, with uh, very little, particularly with soft drinks, no nutrients at all. They kill your appetite, so now you're not eating. So it's a double-edged sword. You are a getting bad food and b not getting any, you're not eating enough. You got a lot of concerns here, coach, and I think my dance step reference is not going to solve this problem. And what you need to do <laughs> is uh, be a good parent and figure out how to get that done because. I would uh, not allow my son to be mowing down Gatorade and soft drinks, and I'd probably be threatening. Does he get beat up at school? Does anything no. like that go on? Does, do they no, s- no, no, he's on. He made the school basketball team, well, so he's right there. If he's on the, oh, he's on the team. I mean, there's no problem. I'm sure they're all doing the same stuff: soft drinks and Gatorade. It's the new way to go. <laughs> forget the apple, forget the pear. No need for a broccoli. <laughs> You just go with a co- You'll figure it out eventually. Don't worry about these young kids. They know what they're doing. Thank you very much. It's a much. whole new world. What was that? Your, in, uh, your parental advice just went 360 degrees. I'm one of the worst parents of all yeah. time that's never been a parent. Yeah. Well, you know what? People that haven't been parents, you probably have a better perspective. I don't know about that. Well, to some extent. Sometimes, what's the story? You can't see the trees through the forest? Coach, can't I... Can't uh, see the forest through the trees? Yeah, but... Parenting, I don't know if you can go that route. I mean, I, it's, it's very, you know, my decisions on the day come down to do I watch Sports Center? Do I go with an HBO film? You've got an actual human being that you have <laughs> been entrusted to you to raise in the right way. There's, it's really a, a large difference in scale there. Should I read the Sun Times? Should I read the trip? You've got to, you know, you got to get a guy moving in the right direction so he can have a nice <laughs> life. We've got different set of stress uh, levels here. You have no hair. I am going gray for reasons. You know, Dave, the more this conversation goes on, our thought of webcasting, we might want to rethink the thought of this because it's sounding bad enough on the air. God forbid we actually, people could actually view this experience. You know, on the screen right now as we segue, Coach, Tim yes, Kirchin of ESPN is talking. There he is, the Andre. Hall. Andre Dawson. Andre Dawson. And I really, really, really hope that today is the day for Andre Dawson because mm-hmm. he deserves to be in Baseball's Hall of Fame. They are voting today, and if the baseball writers would get their head out of their collective uh, backsides and get Andre Dawson in the Hall, that would be the right thing to do. He very, very much deserves a tremendous player. How about Burt uh, be home by 11, the Minnesota Twins pitcher? Should he be in? Uh, no question. Burt by 11 stats, I don't understand how he's not in either. I don't understand how they come up with the criteria at all, the whole unanimous, non-unanimous. Who would just went in that was not unanimous? Uh, like when Greg Maddox goes into the Hall of Fame, 350 wins, mm-hmm. all the others ridiculous stats that he has he's not going to be a unanimous selection cal ripkin jr was not unanimous babe ruth no how how do you not vote for these guys retiring after 22 years making his announcement yesterday randy johnson 303 wins 4,800 strikeouts a lot of guys there's there's like a code of honor but uh they, they don't want to if it's a first ballot they save that for like 
the elite of the elite of the elite, the Babe Ruth. They, they know very well they're going to vote for this guy eventually. And I agree with you, it's kind of an odd process, is, but that's kind of the thinking behind it. So how do they do it, exactly? Hey, uh, Kirchin, you're not going to vote for him. Gammons, I will vote for him. We're going to – that's preposterous. Either he is or he isn't. Well, I would, in the case of Cal Ripken or Greg Maddox, you're absolutely right. Those guys should be first ballot Hall of Famers. There's no Period. question. End quote. And they, and they will be, but they won't be unanimous. Some of the guys are not going to vote for him. Mm-hmm. Randy Johnson, I bet, does not get in on the first ballot because he was such a cantankerous jerk. Mm-hmm. Doing well not to use profanity, by the way. It was, it was really close to throwing it out on Randy Johnson because I can't stand him. You want to hear a quick story about him and Ryan Dempster? Absolutely. So Dempster collects jerseys, right? And he asked, and he was a teammate of Randy Johnson's on a world baseball team. He wants, he wants Johnson to uh, autograph a jersey for him, and maybe he's going to – I think it might have been for charity, too. Maybe he's doing this for auctions, whatnot. Anyway, so Johnson, uh, he calls over to to the clubhouse guy and says, you know, can Randy sign this jersey for me? What does Randy say? Tell him to come out here and ask him myself. He's got to come face-to-face. Now, they've been teammates. They know each other. It'd be like me and you, not quite to that level, but, it, you know, somebody that you – that you know, it'd be like you and no stones Malone. So Dempster's like, I'm not going out there to kiss his butt and, and ask him face to face. And then he's like, tell tell Randy that you know I'm pitching. I I don't have time or whatever. I appreciate it though. Randy comes back, no, doesn't sign it. So I hope that Randy rots on the uh, get into the Hall of Fame wall for mm-hmm. a while. And I I think he will too. And that's and that's not fair either. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame by his mm-hmm. performance. But we should have a list uh, before us. I know the voting is today. Any fans out there, you want to talk uh, some baseball, the Hall of Fame in particular, the greatest Hall of Fame of all the sports, the truly special one, the Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, 888-463-6748. We'll give you a list of the contenders who was up for the nomination. You can also email us, of course, at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. Uh, is this the old-timers vote today, too? Does Ron Sano make his traditional? No. Traditional. I think Sano is next year. Okay. It's every two years. And why keep doing this to Ron Sano? <laughs> Just put it. I mean, like. Now, that that's where we needed webcasting, just to see the look on your face when you said that. Uh, well, it's just ridiculous. First of all, <laughs> he belongs in the Hall of Fame. No question about it. Not, Overall, for, not for his playing days. I, oh, he I, was a great player, Coach. Uh, you know what? The Hall of Fame, you ask what the criteria is. See, I'm not a statistics guy. Math always bothered me. I will look at the numbers, but to me, the Hall of Fame, you have to be, I'm going to use two words, special and dominant in your time. Mm-hmm. Special and dominant. Ronnie Santa was real good. He's close. But to me, and I'm a Chicago fan and I love Ron Santo, I'm playing alone. He's one of those guys, you know, it was a good player, but just not quite the hall you put him in the hall of fame all of a sudden you got to start putting a lot of guys and it becomes less special i don't have the numbers in front of me and if i was sitting in your seat i would pull them up but since you have wrangled that computer for no Mm -hmm. apparent reason you can continue to you'll be you'll be happy to know melvis butcher just uh joined our twitter club that's a big time move we got butcher (laughs) in we're going places ron sano's numbers are incredibly comparable to Brooks Robinson, coach, who was in the Hall of Fame and with played one, in his With ear. one exception. 
Which exception is that? Defense. Defense. Sano was a great defensive third baseman. How much difference? I, I mean, what Brooke, are we talking Brooks about? Brooks Robinson made the Hall of Fame on his defense. Ronnie Sano was very good. Brooks Robinson was the best th- defensive third baseman that ever played the game. Coach, Ron Sano has been in that radio booth for 20 years. Now you're coming closer Ron to my Sa- way of thinking. Ron Sano has... Uh, Given his heart and soul to the game. Now you're coming around to my way of thinking. Ron Sano is was a great player, a v- tremendous player. Led I I got I, I need the stats in front of me. I, I, I don't see. know them off the top of my head. When you combine the three things that you just said, I think the body of work, Ronnie Sano should be in the Hall of Fame. All I said was I'm playing alone. Stats alone in his playing days, no. But you take the fact that he's become an ombudsman and a spokesman. For the Chicago Cubs, longtime announcer, he's the, you know, almost, almost, don't get carried away here, replacing Ernie Banks as the face of the Chicago Cubs. There's no question. Body of work, yes, Ron Sano belongs in the Hall of Fame. Ernie Banks, as much as he's Mr. Cub, that's not, that's fine, but Ron Sano is the heart and soul of the Cubs. He is the face of the Cubs, and that's a little unfortunate on some level as we're trying <laughs> to get over the hump. But there's no, if the Cubs do win the World Series this year, and the chance of that is about, Let's put it at let's put it at three percent. I got a good feeling. Two thousand ten could be our year. We got Marlon Bird. We don't need anything else. The uh, what am I trying to say here, Coach Ron Santa, the face of the nobody on the as as happy as I'll be for the Cubs winning it and jumping up and down and giving you the big hug. I'd be happier for Ron Santa. I know, and he'd be at, yeah. the, at the top of the mountaintop yeah. for who you would be. Thank you. I'm so glad that you saw that. Yep. So, nope. Tom Ricketts, it's on your shoulders to get a World Series done before Sano has to say goodbye to us all. Because that will be a very, 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 very sad day. No question about it. 888-463-6748. We said at the top of the show, lots going on in the world of sports. And the Hall of Fame voting today, just one of many exciting things. I ranked that right behind the GMAC Bowl with Troy State taking on Central Michigan. Real quick, Mark, before the break, uh, a little bit, press conference in Chicago Coach was not fired. Well, I should say a head coach was not fired. The offensive staff was let go. Your thoughts on the Lovey Smith, Ted Phillips, Jerry Angelo press conference? Well, coach, I was there. And you were there. I was there, coach, and uh, wow. it was a very fascinating extravaganza. You've got a media room, and you've got a balcony that overlooks the media room, and that's where Mike McCaskey. Virginia McCaskey and two other McCaskies yeah. were presiding, just watching the press conference. That, and it, that, and it that was, was like, odd. It was like they were spectators at their own press conference. It was beyond bizarre. It just, what are you guys doing there? And why not just watch it on some t- closed circuit TV in your office? I just, I didn't get it at all. But they wanted to be there. And then you've got Lovey and Angelo sitting in the back row waiting for their turn to go up to the podium. I'm very excited to be the head coach of the Chicago Bears. He is not the most exciting person to listen to. And then, so Ted Phillips leads it off. And I thought he handled himself fairly well. And then Angelo and then Lovey. But whatever. My my point is, Coach, or what do I think about it? I think that it was the biggest dog and pony show. And just none of them really said anything. Like, mm-hmm. you got Angelo saying, well, last year at this time, Lovey was like, I want to be the defensive coordinator. I can handle it. Okay. Now a year later, well, actually that didn't work, and now I want to be the head coach and I want to be the leader. Were you not the leader this year? Of course you were the leader. You're the head coach of the football team. 
So, but now that you're not the defensive coordinator, you can be a better leader. And Jerry Angelo, you think that the Bears are going to be better because you've got new coaches coming in with a lot of enthusiasm and you're going to evaluate better. And Ted Phillips, you're signing off on this because you really believe that Jerry and Lovey are the combination that's going to get you back over the hump because Lovey Smith has never had two losing seasons. And what happens if it doesn't work in a year? What are you going to do then? You'll reevaluate? Just doesn't seem like that. And, and I don't understand why it's such a short term plan. They're all about, we need to win next year because they've missed the playoffs for three years. No, you need to get your organization in the place so you can win year after year after year and have us, and be one of the NFL's elite. Not just worried about pulling off some miracle next year. So I just don't, the, the focus of their organization seems a little, mm-hmm. Askew to me. It, it, it is, and that was a good uh, depiction of it. On the other hand, things from year to year in current pro sports, not just football, any of the pro sports, things can change year to year. I don't know, Mark. You know, rebuilding and you know for the future and building for winning team. There's something to that, and you have to have a good base, a good solid base. But you know what? In today's day and age, uh, things change from one season to another. Pittsburgh Steelers. On top of the world, you know, then they head down Cincinnati Bengals, bottom of the pack. All of a sudden, they have a great season. I'm not a big Lovey Smith fan at all, but there is absolutely a scenario next year where with the exact same team. I'm not saying it's likely, but there is a, a, a scenario where the Bears could come out and finish, uh, you know, 11 and 5, maybe 12 and 4 and have a complete turnaround. Things go great. You get the right coordinators in. Uh, Things change from one year to another. So with this roster, huh? With this roster, yeah. You think that their defense has enough talent at safety on the defensive line? I don't see it, Coach. I'm sorry. Well, I let think... me let me as we head into a break here. Let me paint a picture for you. It's not that far fetched. I'm not talking like a one percent, one percent chance. Maybe uh, you know, say a twenty five percent chance. Twenty five. The Bear defense comes back uh, and becomes maybe not the number one in the NFL, but a you know a really really good near dominant defense. Brian Erlocker back. All of a sudden, with Erlocker back, Lance Briggs becomes that much better. And now you've got whoever else, Nick Roach, Jamar Williams. Um, Hunter Hillemeyer on the other side, the reincarnation, the reinvigoration of Alex Brown and Mark Anderson, all of a sudden their defensive ends, the kid they picked up that supposedly has potential gains Adams. Tommy Harris comes back healthy. I mean, there's some talent there. Who did you reincarnate? Nathan Basher, Charles Tillman, huh? Who did you reincarnate? Who died and came back? <laughs> so it's not that far-fetched at that defense. You pick up a draft choice here or there. Again, I'm not saying they're going to become the number one defense in the NFL, but yeah, with that talent, with the right motivation, with a little bit of streak, Alex Brown reincarnated and and as who as a as as the big bad wolf as the Alex Brown of two years ago, it is possible. In the offense, you got Jay Cutler, a lot of good young wide receivers who all of a sudden Ooh. develop into a system. Maybe someone comes in to Matt Forte helps as a running back. The offensive line, which is the worst in the NFL, is not going to become great, but they become decent. Yeah, and don't forget, Coach, I we love got you. the best field goal kicker in the NFL. Coach, I do love you, but I think they do need to institute on some level. 
drug testing at thetalkzone.com. <laughs> I think drug testing is something that we need to get into, and I think it could be better for this show. Yeah, I, I do appreciate you. your optimism, but I think drug testing is something we should yeah. look into. Right now, considering the condition I've been in the last three, four days, I would probably fail a drug test. When we come back, I'll talk about some of the multitude of drugs I have been taking trying to get rid of this damn cold. David Olson, our fine producer, will take a quick break back for final segment. It's two guys at a mic. Rare moment in time. Mark Carmen in the house. Time to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. 888-463-6748, the phone number. You can email us at Mike2Guys, M-I-C, and the number two. Mike2Guys at AOL.com. We'll read some of the emails over the air. Mark Carmen in the house with the coach right up until 11 o'clock couple of quick hints uh, that I have discovered, Mark, and I should know this living in the Chicago area for a long time, but when you have a coldage situation, a runny nose situation where you are early and oft to the blowing of the nose. Early and often blowing. Uh, and, you know, I'm a long time, you know, because I don't have the cold that often, so I'll go paper towel most of the time. It's, in my house, it's the most convenient. But when you have a near 24-7 runny well, nose situation... Hold on a second. You're a grown man with kids. You don't have a Kleenex in your house. I didn't you go say paste. we didn't have a Kleenex. The convenient area, I just, out of force of habit, I go paper towel. I, I love your grill. But I will tell you, in the dryness and the shafeness of the winter months here in Chicago, mm-hmm. in extended cold and the blowing of the nose with the, uh, the bounty, uh, phase three roughness paper towel... Not a good combination. I don't want to get too personal, Mark, but I am having a chafing situation. 888-463-6748. What do you blow your nose with? This is two guys in the mic on the talkzone.com. Bounce yeah, it. Right I, here I for see, you. coach, you don't really have to, you know, I don't need to touch the actual you want me to unfold paper towel of your, your <laughs> snot-filled, disgusting uh, yeah. situation that you got going on over there. Which I've tried it all, too. The Excedrins and all the, the uh, cold medicines and the sore throat lot. Nothing particularly helping. I will tell you that. Yes, Coach. Once again, David Olson, public service announcement. If nothing else, we like to help the young kids out there. We like to educate our Internet public. Please do not combine Chlorets, throat lozenges, and Viagra. Do not take them at the same time. 
Interesting decision there, Coach. I found myself sticking my tongue out for like two hours straight. I always support you going Viagra. you got to do what you got to do to get it done. And, no, there's uh, nothing wrong with it. I'm talking about Viagra and Clorets at the same time. An interesting decision once again. But by the Dangerous way, Coach, combination. we've had a lot of great inventions since you've uh, stepped forth on tongue, this planet. sticking out two straight arms. I, I, I got that, Coach. You can, All right, stop before I throw up. You can, do a lot of things with that, you can do a lot of things with that tongue sticking out. Be creative. Think about your future. But one of the great... <laughs> Inventions since you stepped on this planet, Coach. Yes, sir. Is the disappearance of the handkerchief? That is the most disgusting. Thank you. Thing I've ever seen. How do you blow your nose <laughs> I... in a cloth and stick it in your pocket yep. and then ten minutes later go I... at it again? That my is the dad most... used to be a longtime handkerchief guy. Could not. I disagree with all of your Hall of Fame and football talk today when it comes to handkerchief stuff. You are so right on that. But you've got yourself a, a paper towel that you keep on going back at, and you're putting it in your pocket. I'm not putting my pockets right on the table. Okay. But I have gone pocket with I will admit. That's just vile. 888 <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines, Coach. <laughs> all right, you make the call, Carmen. We can go to line two. We can go to line seven, 13, or 45. It's your call, my friend. Coach, whatever you want to go, but pick the one miracle that we have going on right now. Let's get to them. 888 right. Let's go out to line uh, 17, it is. Line 17, it's uh, caller Jim checking in from Chicago. Chicago, Jim, how are you, my friend? I'm cold-free, Coach, but uh, it's great to hear you guys on the Sports and Bodily Function show again. Well, you know, Another we do a little, little bit. Just wait till we start webcasting, Jim. Then there'll be an all-new. We might even have scratch and sniff internet sports talk before it's over. Sounds like fun. <laughs> Novel idea. Jim, great to hear your voice today. Let's uh, go into the life of Jim if we can. Paint the picture. What do you got going on this beautiful Wednesday morning? You got a coffee? You got a hot chocolate? Tell us about your moment in time. Well, down a liter of coffee already. Hit the bakery for some donuts. I'm getting fat from the holidays. You know. Yeah, the donuts, uh, Jim, I don't know your general health condition, but I cannot recommend the donut mark. Very dangerous from a cholesterol and cardiovascular situation. Jim, are you calling for any sports needs this morning, or did you just want to tell John that you love him? Well, a little bit of that, and uh, let's see, this is the second time I've heard you today. Uh, I heard you on WGN earlier today. God bless you, Jim. You always sound great. Thank you very much. You were on GN today? I believe Jim is referencing a report that I did on the Bears press conference yesterday. Is that accurate, Jim? That sounds about right. Yep. Yeah, I am incredible. Let's uh, all bow to me. No, it was. uh, I, I appreciate your kind words, Jim. I mean, I'm I'm listening. I'm leaning towards coach's side too with the Bears that there is a a chance that this team can perform a bit better than they did this year. Jim, did you get the same uh, shipment that John just got in from <laughs> O'Hare? Actually, he's missing out on my shipment. That's why he's still got this cold hanging on. He, I keep telling him he doesn't need all these medications. He needs some Swedish glug. It is the best cold and cough remedy that exists in the world. What did you it's, call it? The Swedish what? Swedish Glug, G-L-O-G-G, Glug. Does she have a name, or is that an actual product? I think Mark Carmen paid thirty six ninety nine to join that club about two years ago. How'd that work for you, by the way? Outstanding. It was actually one twenty for a half hour. Good, good investment. I would do it again. <laughs> yeah, this stuff. You, you heat it up. You serve it hot like coffee. You sip on it. It gives you a buzz, mm-hmm. and it gets rid of your cold at the same time. It's Beautiful. Is there any illegal ingredients, or is it all um, hopefully above no. board, caller Jim? It's all above board. All right. Cool. Go buy liquor. You mix all the spices in. You cook it. Mm-hmm. You don't blow up your kitchen while you're doing it. Beautiful. Be careful. And, uh, oh, it's wonderful. Beautiful. Is this available in any of our local uh, supermarkets? Possibly a blue light special at Walmart. 
you know what? I've tried this stuff from the store. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a little glug off at one of the local uh, independent pharmacies down the street. And uh, the store-bought stuff just does not match to the homemade. Uh, the store-bought tastes, tastes like uh, almost straight wine. Uh, well, you, we need, get... you need to sell your stuff to the stores so that the general mm-hmm. public out there can, you know, bottle it up, put a name on it, call it, you know, whatever creative name, Jim's Glove or whatever, and uh, and then people across our listening audience will be able to purchase it at their local drugstore. As long as they're over 21. Yeah. Jim, more um, importantly than that, how do you feel about Northwestern adding Mid-American Conference foe? Uh, they got a new team coming in, Central Michigan, to the schedule next year, September 25th at Ryan Field. How do you think that impacts their schedule? <laughs> I, uh, I'm not sure how to answer that. You're uh, off of my... Forte here. Well, let me let me uh, spray to another field. Then, what do you think about the Cardinals and Matt Holiday? Seven yeah. years, wow. huge money, Jim. Big time dollars, one hundred and twenty million. I'm not a math major, but that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, and it probably spells trouble for the Cubs. Yep. <laughs> to be honest with you, Matt Holiday and Albert Pujols as a one-two punch. In the words of dearly departed Detroit Piston coach Chuck Daly, awfully good. Yeah, but in the words of uh, right here, Mark Carmen, you've got to sign Albert Pujols, too. Now you're committing so much money to two guys on your roster. I think this actually might help the Chicago Cubs down the line. I'm a glass-half-full guy. Jim, come with me. If it's full of the right stuff, I will come with you. Where are we going? <laughs> you're my guy, Jim. Let's live that dream. Beautiful. Jimmy, we appreciate the check-in, and uh, hopefully that um, fine product you're talking about will be available in a local market. Uh, and as soon as it is, make sure you call us so we can pass the word. Will do. I think I got a container here with your name on it, Coach. Beautiful. Thank you, Jim. Have a good day, guys. All right, Jimmy, calling up uh, with that. I forgot to mention standing product. Jim wanted to know that Northwestern quarterback Mike Kafka and cornerback Sherrick mm-hmm. McManus have both been selected, Coach, for the January twenty third yeah. East West Shrine Game. So those two both get to don the uniform one more time. Run Sherris out of the field. McManus will be the next Northwestern player to play in the uh, NFL. You think so? Yes, I do. Bold statement, Coach. I'm not so sure about that. If you watched him play with an analytical eye like uh, myself, Mark, not that bold. I don't have the same analytical eye that you have, no, but I did watch Sherrick play for quite some time, and some mm-hmm. got beat many times. But uh, maybe, I, hey, I'm rooting for him. I'd love to see it. Maybe mm-hmm. he can be at least uh, collect a paycheck on the NFL level. Eric Peterman uh, got some money from the Bears, who was mm-hmm. a Northwestern receiver last year. Not Never saw the field. but I think he had pictures on Ted Phillips. That's why he got money on the Bears. Cute I'm surprised you didn't ask uh, caller Jim about Troy State's offense, the spread offense, the possibility they'll run hurry up against who they play in the night. Uh, they've Troy tr- coaches, as you've well documented, is taking on Central Michigan. Oh, the very same Central Michigan team you just talked about. Central right. Michigan's defense, normally a 4-3. There's rumors that they might go 3-5 up front to adjust to the hurry-up. Mark Carmen, your analysis of our analysis, and I love your analysis, of Troy State and Central Michigan. Well, I think it's a great matchup, Coach, in a football game that everybody should be tuned into tonight at 6 o'clock. But the big game tonight for me is the 7.30 tip out of Zion Benton, and that would be the Lake Forest uh, Intelligence. What's their... What Zion Benton, the Zebes. Yeah, but what's Lake Forest? Oh, the Scouts. The Lake Forest Scouts and the Zebes. 7.30 p.m. And by the way, you can hear that game on WKRS AM 1220 mm-hmm. as I if, try to give them a plug so maybe we can get a plug from them. If you're in the uh, Chicago area. 
Of course. As you know, this show is being boosted out to uh, a large audience via the Internet. Mark Carmen, your voice and your inane comments today being heard in seven different continents as well as part of uh, the south side of Chicago. Well, if we're really going that route, Coach, why are Duke and Iowa State, who uh, we've got one east, we've got one midwest, why are they playing at the United Center tonight I in Chicago? And it's sold very, out. I, I looked, looked at my TV schedule and I saw that Duke versus Iowa in parenthetical parentheses in Chicago. And I was like, huh? Well, Coach, I guess it's a brilliant move by the NCAA as they continue to create ways to create crowds and create cash and create love and get people following the game, the great game, I should say, of college basketball. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, big game at Welsh Ryan Arena tomorrow night. Your one win, Chicago-led uh University of Texas Pan American Bronx, Ryan Marks, longtime Chicago guy, ah. is bringing his uh, less than talented team uh, to Welsh Ryan to take on the Wildcats. Mm -hmm. So, actually, Coach, uh, Ryan and his entire team will be at good old WGN Radio tonight at 845. We're going to let them all in the building, and I'm going to try to make fun or get Dave Kaplan to make fun of one of their assistant coaches as much as possible. Mm -hmm. My partner here, Mark Carmen, for those not aware, a fine sports producer for the WGN show, one of the biggest sports shows, the Sports Central show. David Kaplan's here in the city of Chicago. Mark, just to throw some more kudos your way, my friend, you did get your, uh, I don't want to call it your first big break because you've reached a certain level of success, but from a play-by-play -play announcing standpoint, your biggest moment yet you were able to fill in is the radio play-by-play -play voice in a big, Big Ten game locally here. Illinois, Northwestern, from Champaign. Your first time on the big stage. Paint a picture, your nervousness factor. How did you perform? I know the game was great. I can only hope you were as good as the game. Coach, great fun, great game, great time. And uh, I loved how you described my career that you've had some form of relative moderate menial success i didn't say menial i was awful close i got to go back to the tape on that one i because i, I want to put that on my business card has <laughs> had some remote occasionally something has gone right for him in the last 17 years of trying i am mark carmen check me out at uh right no it was a lot of fun and uh, i thought the call went well I had a great time with bob hildebrand and uh was the color guy and game went to overtime Juice Thompson had a 50-footer at the buzzer to win it in regulation after he picked the pocket of, I believe it was DJ Richardson or Brandon Paul, one of the Illinois guards, who, by the way... Oh, I didn't hear about this. Uh, what happened? A last-second shot? Seven seconds to go. Illinois had the basketball. They were inbounding in the front court about... Uh, Call it just past the three-point line on the far side. Okay? In regulation or in re OT? In regulation. In regulation. Score is? S score is we're, we got a tie ball game. Okay. we got a tie ball game. They inbound the ball into the backcourt, a long lobbing pass into the backcourt. And as that pass went, you heard a collective groan from everybody in Assembly Hall, sold-out crowd, uh, as they did not like the start of the play. So I believe it was Richardson who came up the left side trying to make a play and get himself a wide-open look to win it at the horn, but as he did that, the ball was poked away by Juice Thompson as he crossed half court. Thompson took a couple dribbles and fired up, call it a 45-footer, at the buzzer that landed just over the rim on on the uh, backboard on the mm. other side, and we went to overtime. It, it was not like Stefan Demos, Stefan Demos's field goal was not wide right. No, but it was online. I, I thought there was a chance that I was going to go completely ballistic. Mm-hmm as Northwestern would have pulled off an unbelievable win. The Cats led that game, by the way, at nine, by nine at half, Coach. 
and it, although they, but Illinois came back quickly, so it never really felt like it was a game the Northwestern mm-hmm. should have won, and they they blew it. It's, it's obviously tough to win in Champaign. Mike Tisdale, their seven foot one inch center, who I've never really liked. He had a whale of a ball game, 31 points, 11 rebounds. Mm-hmm. The jump hook was going down. The Cats could not guard it. Kyle Rowley and uh, Luka Murkovic struggled, which is a reoccurring theme. Kyle um, Rowley, the Northwestern center, when you list pluses and minuses under pluses, there's one thing for Kyle Rowley, big. Beyond that, I can't think of a single thing he does. He's a large human being, but not particularly uh, – well, he's got good hands. No. Catches the ball well. I, I'm not going to give him that. Okay. Great guy, works hard. Yep. Maybe we'll be able to help. He's big. He's large. Good attitude. He's big. Sprints the floor. Very big. But <laughs> you know, actually, coach, in that game, he guarded uh, Tis. Um, he, he guarded Mike Tisdale better than than Luca did because he is bigger and it caused more problems. Mm-hmm. But you know, he gets in foul trouble. He's a sophomore. He hasn't played a lot of basketball in his life. The upside is uh, still somewhat there, but he's got to work on it. I was watching him in practice, and, uh, yeah, he missed a lot of dunks. You, you can't miss dunks. Yeah. Anyone that uh, heard be able Mark, to dunk the ball. Mark Carmen's call in the Illinois Northwestern game. You want to give a quick critique? 888-463-6748, our phone number. You can email us at mike2guys at aol.com. I'm glad you got a chance for the big time, Mark. And uh, even though I have not heard the tape, I was uh, out of town. I'm sure you did fine, and you'll be doing Duke basketball before too long. Coach, I appreciate that. From uh, If you know any program directors out there that want to give me that shot, I certainly would be interested. But, of course, I'm very happy where I am, and it's great to always come in here and see you once in a while. You're a, you're a sweetheart, a leader, and a champion, and uh, my favorite person on the planet. A sweetheart, a leader, and a champion. That's not a bad one, two, three. All right, uh, David Olson, our producer, saying it's time to wrap up the show. we got to wind it down. Mark Carmen, I want to thank you for coming in today, breaking up some big social plans to make an appearance. Uh, better translated, thanks for waking up early. Coach, it was great to be here. I uh, want to just get one more mention. I played tennis last night till uh, 12.30 in the morning. A big win in three sets. The opener of the league doubles win. We're 1-0. and <laughs> Have a great day out there, everybody. We'll do it again tomorrow at 10 o'clock Central Time. For two guys and a mic, Carmen and the coach, we'll see you tomorrow.